They say shoot for the moon, because if you fall, you'll land amongst the stars. But sometimes, you just land on the moon. With bold espresso, cake batter flavor, mocha drizzle, and sprinkles too, we're pushing the boundaries of deliciousness like never before. Introducing the Dunkin' Cake Batter Signature Latte. Mission accomplished, everyone. America runs on Dunkin'. Blog Talk Radio. Gentle people to La Costa, La Costa Nostra Friday with Becky. I'm your host, Becky Friend. And I hope you enjoyed uh, San Francisco. Be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Not a fitting song to introduce tonight. Written by John Phillips of the Mamas and Papas, but sung by Scott McKenzie. 
his greatest hit by by far. Scott McKenzie grew up in my North Carolina, moved there aged six months to the beautiful Asheville. And his song was an instant hit and became a, a theme song of counterculture. Um, so anyway, I'm going to um, welcome some people to the studio. So let me not fail to mention that we're a part of the larger poetry site, All Poetry. And I want to express my appreciation to all the poets there and to Kevin for all that you do. You changed my life. Okay, so with that, um, I'm going to welcome some people into the studio. Um, Sawa, hang on, I have to start um, unmuting people. All right, Sawa, Hi, welcome. Becky. Hi, Hello, Becky. How are you? How are you? you? <laughs> How, good, I, good. Actually, I just took no. a nap and woke up for your show. Glad you made it. And we have uh, my. How are yeah. you? Very good, very good. And we have my dear friends, Stephen and Kay. Welcome. Come in, please. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Good. I know. I know. I know you guys. I know y'all enjoyed that song. You still like oh, yeah. Yeah, lifelong, right? Lifelong hippies. And Miss Boo Bear. (laughs) Come in, Boo. Hello, how are you? I love you. Very good. Yes, Boo? Yeah. I mean, even if you weren't around then, um, you got to remember certain songs, you know, you Mm -hmm. remember no matter what. So uh, I'm doing this. I wasn't around then. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's my that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of my knowledge of the early early um, rock and roll music, the very early stuff, I credit my parents too, because I've mentioned this before. They were so young when I was born; they were still teenagers and listening to this music. Um, and so I grew up on it from the very first day. So one cool thing about having a teenage parent is, you know, the music they introduced me to. But anyway, so we're going to talk about flowers tonight and always an inspiration. I really do love flowers. I know that's kind of, you know, I thought about it and thought about, like, do you really want to do flowers? Isn't that a bit silly? And then I thought, no, what would the world be? without flowers, and they are so beautiful, so meaningful. I like to have them in my house and around my house. And so I also thought possibly most people would have something um, with a reference or inspira- inspiration from a flower. So that's where we are. And um, I have uh, some good poems tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and start with Kay, Kay, if you wouldn't mind starting us out tonight. Okay. Is that on the board? No, it's not on the board yet. I'm a little bit behind here. <laughs> but I'll catch up. All right. I got it for you. I think oh, you got it. Oh, well, thank mm-hmm. you, Boo. I hadn't, I hadn't pulled that up, but I will. All right, so thank you for starting that's us off, Kay. I know that's always a hard place to start out to be the first one, but you and Stephen always help me out with that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. There it is. There it is. All right, we're ready. 
Okay. I actually uh, put this in the topic for today because I put this in JC's contest for uh, take a line from Boo's poem mm-hmm. and take it from there. Mm-hmm. And the line that I used from your poem, Boo, was willingly numb, ajar, and discontent. And I call mm-hmm. it the carnations of mercy. Pocketed flowers embroiders its etch upon my hand. Curled and shining, a gingerbread foundation. What's in my cup is lying in the lip of hummingbird arias. The water flows clean in a titanium, titanium waveform. Wintergreen emeralds hemorrhaged its daffodils. Let out in the blush of roses seeded, the sepal of weeds weeps for days of linen and whiskey. Cashmere filaments, cornflower the ocean of cobalt's dust in. Thistles, amethyst, their stillness. And the chrome of chalky stenciled eggshells walked on, the lint stitching up the fabric of my hems, our charcoal ashes salt in the earth, as a carafe of time pours its ache of wine abandoned and poem. Well, I thought think this is a wonderful um spin on the, the line you chose of booze. And I'm also glad you, you um made me aware of that contest, how how interesting, fascinating. I have to check that out myself. But I love the colors in this, um, Kay. I think this this brevity in particular by you has more color um, than than we normally see. We see a lot of um, imagery and emotion from you. But this one is just like it's so filled with interesting. and like the titanium. I love that. Um, and a blush of roses and worded in in um a special way so that it's not just um not just the color in the image but in that special way that you have of of spinning things cornflower is one of my favorites um <clears throat> that shade of blue i think is closer to the sky than anything and and cobalt really um really pulls that together the am- amethyst just all of the colors just come together to bring together this really um Gorgeous image that's somehow sparkling, beautiful, but also um, sobering um, and kind of a foreboding kind of um, tone. And I guess that's because you you talk of um, ashes and a pouring ache of wine abandoned, so I get those feelings of um, sadness. But it's sadness etched in beauty. Which is something that you really do so well, okay, so uh, thank you, and I'm so glad you got to use that you know the 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 flower theme and and bring it to my show, but also um, put it in to the contest, so I like it, I love it when that happens, <laughs> you know when you have an inspiration and you can you know actually uh, make it work so wonderful, all right, boo um. I'd love to hear your comment on this. It's, it's inspired by one of your lines. I love that picture. The just the first stanza alone could be like its own poem. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I love the um, gingerbread foundation. My hand and lips a hummingbird. I mean, it's like whoa, that right there was enough. But then <laughs> it keeps going mm-hmm. with the daffodils and bled out in the blush of roses. I see a lot of pain. Here, I like how you use the whiskey. Days of lean yeah. and whiskey, cashmere filaments. Whoa, this is uh, this is like days gone by. Looking at your past 
possibly in, in thinking about how it came undone or, or what happened to it in, um, in sadness. I don't know if I'm right, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. the jarring discontent, I see it there. Uh, and this is some, This is really, really good, moving, very beautiful. You did mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. I love that picture so much. The description's off the hook. Thank you. And Sawa, would you comment for us, please? Oh, thank goodness you gave me time to think about it. So thank you. I don't like to be first to comment. I need time, so thank you. (laughs) I love love the... it's, uh, I agree with all of you on the first stanza, but there is, it's not only about one flower. I love how you, it's a flower, a bad flower of different pocket flower embroidered. Uh, it's etched upon my hand, but it's not only one. You see the, you see the Kashmir, just the way you describe it, uh, bled out of blush of roses seeded. Oh my goodness, I love roses. And then Kashmir, you gave it, you gave it a feeling, you gave it a texture. Uh, there is the paint, cashmere filament, cornflower, the ocean of carpet dusting. Wow. Uh, there's stillness, there's stillness. But yet, you, you say in the chrome of shalky stencil eggshells walking. When you walk on the eggshell, it's like um, something for me it could be fragile or also broken. Um, and you're afraid to get hurt, you just like walk very gently. There is the gentleness, there's the pain, it's incredible. The mix that you put in there, and then the charcoal ashes. Uh, and for me, ashes, something gets burned to the end, and that's what's left mm-hmm. there. Just like I don't know, my mind takes me to a billion directions. <laughs> uh, this is so deep. Um, and I agree with the wine and the whiskey, there's like pain in there, drinking to forget. I, mm. uh, amazing. She's just the way she, she. I don't know. I always ask her this question: How do you come up with this imagery? So beautiful, Kay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Great comment, and I agree. My pleasure. Um, and Stephen, I'm going to give you the last comment on Kay's uh, poem, and then I've got yours up for you. Well, yeah, I. This is the first time I've read it because I was at work when you, yeah. when you wrote this, so I didn't have a chance till just now. So, um, just going shooting from the hip here. Of course, I really like, I love the use of color yeah. that you threw mm-hmm. in this, and then yeah, um, yeah, the eggshells. We we talk about that all the time. Just treading very carefully to make sure you don't uh, stir the proverbial shit pot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very very powerful, right, and uh, very well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, you're up, Mr. Steven. All right, this is an old one, actually. I wrote more than a year ago. And it was actually inspired by a poem by Wayward Son called Handpicked. Um, I mm. read that and it birthed mm. this. I call this. Uh, Flowers are we, each and every one of us unique, each of us a flower, crave to put our roots down, though some do lack the power. Others come in and out of our lives, friends and family stay, but there are those who cause us harm, with our very minds they play. Some do stop and inhale us, and then leave us alone, 
but others have terrible behavior, and these I can't condone. They come at us with sharp shears and cut our stems off clean. Didn't even know it hit us. They hide the fact they're mean. Others like to pinch our stem until it gives and breaks. The agony caused by these types is more than we can take. The worst, however, attack us and yank us right out by our roots. The pain and shock that comes from this destroys our lives too soon. So live our lives as best we can, for we never know what comes. Monsters out there will crush us until our lives succumb. And poem. Wow. Well, Stephen, I love the message in this. Um, how you you kind of put us uh, people and flowers and interchangeable almost. Um, this is how a flower feels, but what I feel like you're saying is this is how a person feels um, or, or how you felt or, or others um, when you're pulled up by your roots uh, or you're cut down. Um, and I've always, as much as I love the flower, it's so silly, you know, I've always kind of felt bad about cutting them. And I do. I <laughs> grow them in my yard. Yeah, I grow them out there just to cut them so that I can have them inside. And then all the wildflowers around that then I cut because you cut a wildflower and it's going to come back with 10 of them. And I know that, but still it bothers me because I know that's pretty much killing it. Um, I just love how you played upon that notion and, um, and just pulled those two stories, those threads together of, of flowerhood and, and personhood and brought it together in just a really sweetly rhymed, uh, rhythmic um, piece of beautiful poetry. I think this is where your strength is, Stephen. Um, and I think you just really, good job. I'm, I'm really glad you went back and pulled this out of your archive on my show tonight. Thank you, Becky. Um, and Kay, would you comment on Stephen? I'm sure you've read this one before, but um, maybe you can um, tell us what you think about it. Well, yeah, you know, as you were reading it, uh, I was thinking that you gave a great personification of a flower to begin with, you know, the life, but then also bringing in the metaphors of life itself and how the flowers can be harmed by man itself. So, yeah, I think this is perfect because you were actually scrambling to try to find something. I think this is a perfect fit for tonight because it speaks to flowers and the metaphors, like I said. So, yeah, you, you brought the beauty, but you also brought the the ugly, the sadness, yeah. how a flower can die, how a flower can bloom. It's a wonderful share. Thank you. Yeah, I was actually looking for a different one, Becky, because I was going to bring a dark one about having a body buried in a flower bed, but... <laughs> I, I couldn't find it, so I brought this one. Oh, well, that's too bad. You'll have to bring that sometime. You know, um, I'm the same way, so I, I thought I'd pull one of mine just in case I had time to read them, and I, I couldn't think of any of the damn titles. I don't know if y'all have problems, but I do. I do. Oh, so I, I have just, that problem every day. Yeah. Oh, my God. It I remember crazy. the picture. I don't remember the title of the book. Yeah. I can remember, I can remember I can some of the lines, but. I remember yeah. the pictures, and I'm trying to find the pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what I did is I just plugged in the word flower, and I got about 20 freaking poems, so I just gave up at that point. <laughs> I, was looking, well, I was looking for one in particular, but anyway, I'd rather listen to you guys anyway. Um, Boo, mm-hmm. would you comment for Stephen? I'm sure you have a flower poem, 
Oh, I got lots of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, don't we all like about one about the sea, about love, and about flowers? I like the title, um, Flowers Are We. I think that's really mm-hmm. cute. And how you say each one of us is unique and we're our own, our own person. We're our own person. Put your roots, kind of like where you grew up, where you came from. Um, mm-hmm. And then what I see here is enjoy life. Sort of um, stop and maybe smell, smell the flowers a little bit. And that we're all, um, some of us are sharp, some of us are soft, some of us are harder than others. And yeah, um, yeah. Just to pull us up and without telling us, I like the way you say that. The worst, uh, however, attack is to yank us out by our roots, like with no forewarning or no no um, any idea that that's going to happen. Leave you there, wilt and dying, mm-hmm. and um, that's what happens a lot in life. I think great metaphors here, mm-hmm. and this is really um, tender. I think and, and delicate, and I don't mean that in a gay way, <laughs> weird way. I mean that in a good way. It's beautiful. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I, I think it goes with somebody else's poem, or oh, wayward son. Okay, yeah, yeah wayward really son. I like this one. Yeah, that's Thank good. You. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and so, uh, if you will comment for um Stephen, then I'm going to put your poem up after that. Yeah. Um, I thank you. I love. I, I like. Uh, you- in your note, auto note that you are inspired by a poem. I'm curious to read it. I haven't read it, read it yet, so I'm curious about that. But I love or what everyone. How I, I like how you start and end with the roots, but a different way of roots. In the beginning, you say that we are put down the roots. That's who we are, and we are foundation. But those roots can be really uh, the worst. However, attack us and yank us right out by our roots, even though the roots are so deep. Some people are so horrible that they can yank us from our roots. This is so yeah. powerful. And then I like the contrast because flowers are so delicate and so beautiful. Uh, now there's no flower that's ugly. I don't think I've seen any ugly flower in my life. Um, and uh, the, 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 the contrast of how people are, some, what they do, the first one inhale us and leave us alone. <laughs> But then you move on, sharp shears and cut the stem of clean. They don't even what hit us. They hide the facts. How they just the way you you move on deeper and deeper, and others pinch us, and then the worst are the one who yank us. And just personification of real people. Unfortunately, this is the contrast between the beauty of the flower and those ugly action and ugly people. Amazing. I love this con- this uh, contrast. It brings the beauty of the flower and fragility of the flower at the same time, the ugliness and the of the those the action and those people who can hurt us like this. So so smart. Fact. Thank you, Sawa. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, great comment. Thank you, Sawa. Oh, and if you're ready to read, I'm looking forward to the Queen of Romance yeah. talking about a flower. That oh. should be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excuse me, just one second. Actually, I did write about. Um, I like. I really love this contest because everything that right now and kind of this time of year, dark. The day is short, so this is really nice that you brought this up. I uh, thank you. A great topic, and I love flowers in the Cubeki. When I cut them, I feel horrible, but I love them still. I know. <laughs> in my house, I know. in the vases. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, so I'm like you. I really do feel the same. Okay, here we go. I wrote this. The sweet rose. The sweet rose. How would you? I know that one. Wow. What was that? Okay. Did we lose her? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, we did. We lost. Yeah, we lost Boo and Sawa. Here comes Sawa back. And there's Boo back. We have ghosts in the studio tonight. (laughs) Okay. Hello. Hi, I'm here again. Okay. Sorry. All right. Okay. You're fine. up there. Okay. okay. Let me this put it. Vitro. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to wait for this book? Okay. Yeah, booze back. Yeah. Okay. The sweet rose, la douce rose, this autumn evening, the sun bent. The sweet rose has settled in the wind, losing her warm red colors. Helas, her beauty never let down. She left a velvet feeling. Her fresh scent will spring back into the mind. An oath of love flows close by at dawn until the memory fades into the clouds. It is by believing in roses that we make them bloom. Ce soir de temps, le soleil s'est plié. Le vent a déclosé la douce rose, perdant ses coloris rouges de chaud. Hélas, sa beauté ne va jamais choir. Son parfum frais jaillira de nouveau dans l'esprit. Et sans terre a laissé un sentiment de velours. Cependant, le serment d'amour flotte tout près dans l'aurore. Car la mémoire s'évanouit dans les nuages. C'est en croyant aux roses qu'on les fait éclore en de forme. This is so soft and um, elegant and beautiful. I mean, just like that rose. Oh, the rose is such a perfect creation if you if you look at it. It's so soft and, and fragrant and, and yet it has those thorns and I have three rose bushes and anytime I tend to them I come back bloody. <laughs> but it, it's just so worth it. Um and such a wonderful metaphor of existence really. And the beauty and and the pain of life all put together into one creation. Um but I love what you did with it, so uh I particularly love the sweet rose has settled in the wind. Ah, that just made me kind of sigh. And that's why I say it's such a soft poem. A little bit of sadness, losing her warm red colors. And they do fade, but their beauty stays. And even even after they dry up, their petals continue to smell beautiful. And um, you find them in potpourri. And I love how you uh, lined it with a, a memory fading into the clouds. But... This is really soft and beautiful, um, Paula. I am really glad you brought this. It looks like you just wrote it a day ago, so thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. How much pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, so beautiful. All right, um, Stephen, let me see if we got you still there. Yes, if you would comment for Sawa. Yeah, I like this a lot, Sawa. I think I, I, I just finished writing a comment to you, and I said I think that the rose – is the most beautiful and the best scented flower out there, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how you speak of them going away, you know, in the fall, but I really love the line, 
of how they will spring back because of course they will come back in the spring. Um, yeah, I thought this was a very beautiful brevity. Thank you so much. Absolutely. They are who cannot love the rose. And before I get you another comment, speaking of thorns, stickiness, we have <laughs> sticky yourself. <laughs> Hi, sticky. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Good to have you. Love hearing your voice. It's always so bright and cheerful. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. And let's get some more comments here for um, Solid Little Beautiful Brevity. Um, Kay, would you comment, please? Yeah, I I like this one. Uh, It's a lovely view of the rose. Because when a rose is in their potential, the bloom and that uh, comes forth is a beautiful thing to take in. But I also feel that the soft Wilson also has its own beauty and depth because um, I like to dry the roses that I've been given in the past. So they kind of do have their own beauty, even in depth. Mm-hmm. But nature always gives that voice that what uh, is here for a short time is going to come back in renewal. So I like the voice you gave to this because it has its own voice of personification, but it also gives a voice of its beauty that's one to be appreciated. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, we gotta we gotta take off because we actually were on the road. We pulled over into a shopping center parking lot to call in Becky, but we gotta. Wow. We gotta get there. I'm just Well, thank you for doing that and uh, drive safely back home and. We'll see you soon at a show, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And, Boo, if you would comment for Sawa before we move along. Uh, I'm going to switch my poem, Becky, because I screwed mine up, just FYI. Okay. I... Uh, <laughs> I really, okay. I love the picture. I think that looks so cool—the red and the blue, and um, the autumn evening and the sun. It's just, just like so. This is so so cliche to say this, but it's just so poetic, you know. Losing her her red colors, the beauty never lets down. It's full of love and and hope and beauty. The oath of love floats close at the dawn until memory fades into uh, clouds. There's your clouds again. Um, <laughs> this is really you did a really good job and you're really writing a lot of brevity lately and you're doing it so well. Beautiful, mm-hmm. powerful. I you know, you're nailing it, you get better every day, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is sweet. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Okay, so Boo, I'll give you time to figure out um your poem. Just let me know anytime you're ready. In the meantime, I've only got one SoundCloud for tonight. Um, Mr. Rick left one, and I'm going to play that. And after that, we'll listen to Sticky, and then we'll see where we are. So I'm going to put um, Rick's up. Okay, it took me a while to get that downloaded, but I did, and I'm so proud of myself, so I want to make sure. It's worth it. (laughs) I know. You know, I don't have any trouble with the YouTube videos. I can download them, but a SoundCloud, I get a little... um, confused and it takes me a while but I did finally get it and I listened it to so much it. works better on the desktop you notice that like it never works on the phone. Yes that's where I have trouble I had to switch over to my mm-hmm. to my regular computer but I did and let me go into um, 
Oh, we have a note. We're going to hear from Sky a little bit later, so uh, we'll read her, or we'll read Rick and Sticky, uh, Sticky, and then we'll see where you are, Boo. And let me go and uh, and punch his buttons. <laughs> that didn't sound right, did it? Punch, punch the buttons for Rick. Oh, goodness gracious. I know. Oh, goodness. Okay, sorry. Sometimes if I touch my screen wrong, it goes to a different page. All right. Rick, and this is some blossoms. And here we go. Some blossom like sunstruck wounds by Rick Howe. These flowers do not grow in bordered gardens, regimented in paraded rows, but in wastelands wild disordered, pushing between scrapyard rust and cracks in paving slabs. They rise from where they are thrown, not planted, cast sown to find life in thin soil, or to shrivel, cracked, dry upon stone, spoiled. They shall never be a corsage, a bouquet, a presentation of love held by a bride vivid in her joy, or a solemn, beautiful statement of melancholy and remembrance, bowed in muted vigil alongside the inevitable casket. They clash in hybrid wonders, along roadside verges, tar-coloured, sagging within guttering over sun-lacerated windows, along the littered lengths of canal banks near, far, they thrive, fecund and magnificent where they must, in quiet eloquence. Wow. Yeah, I tell you what, no one like Rick. He is he is a master, um, and his voice certainly doesn't uh, detract any from it. It mm-hmm. adds so much emotion. Um, I love this tribute to the flowers alongside of the road. Oh my goodness, I agree so much. You know the the pampered hot house roses and the ones in gardens that get all the tender care. Um, really don't compare to those that grow wild, and they they endure, um, and and they are. I love the metaphorical uh, tone of this. Uh, again, the flower connection to mankind. Um, they'll never be a corsage, a bouquet, a presentation of love held by a bride. I just wanted to cry right then <laughs> for those flowers, but there they are. Brightening our roadside. That's their job, keeping the world beautiful. Rick, you just, you know, you outdid yourself. Um, you know, they thrive where they must in quiet eloquence. Yeah, that's kind of the way you write, Rick, in quiet eloquence. And um, I'm so glad you brought this tonight. Beautiful. I'm so glad I got that downloaded. And I would like to welcome um, Jay into the studio. Jay? Hello. 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 Come in. So, uh, Jay, um, fill me in. Are you on your break? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, I would, uh, if Sticky doesn't mind, I had put her in next, but I'll put you in and uh, we can come back and come in a week later since that was a sound cloud. Does that work for you, Jay, if I go ahead and put you in? Yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. 
And yeah, um, just to say mm-hmm. something on on Rick's, I'm, I'm going to say one thing before I read it. Uh, his was um, absolutely phenomenal. I saw it more as a metaphor, the whole thing, uh, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, us as flowers. Yeah. You know, how mm-hmm. many of us will never be that bouquet? How many of us will never be that corsage? And how yeah. many of us always feel that way? And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing I see in his poem. All right. Well, I took I, I took your um, I took your uh, little challenge here to heart, and you'll see in the AN where I find the uh, meanings of these flowers. And this is called fading garden. It goes like this: chrysanthemums strip in winter chill, shriveled and bitten, brown and spent. No chance of white daisies strewn on ponds. Crystalline on shattered still surface. Time, the assassin of brittle flesh, screams the razors in crimson lines. Nightshade, the bed of silver heads, regrets in sips of stale wine. Iris fades near barren tree, black rose before her gravestone. End poem. Well, once again, an amazing brevity, and um, I was flipping down here as you were reading each flower to refresh my uh, memory of reading what their significance was and how you wove each of those into to this wonderful poem. So what you get here is ten lines filled with meaning, you know, filled with images and symbolism, um, like with the use of... Um, the mum or the long walls. Um The daisy, the symbol of innocence, no chance for the white daisy strewn on pines. I mean, there's just so much there between the lines. Um, I wanna, I wanna take it and and um, diagram it, you know, like we used to do in school, and take each line and word and, and put it together uh, in my head with the meanings in mind, but um, it has a, a real touch of sadness to it. And I think that you used a lot of those, um, the, the flowers that had those more somber meanings, along with, um, you know, the, the long life and the innocence, but also the danger and death and sadness um, of the iris and the black rose and the, well, certainly the deadly nightshade. And I didn't know until just recently that nightshade is so deadly poisonous. Um, so just so much in here. Um, I love this day. Thank you so much for writing it and bringing it to my show. And Thank you. And since you're on a tight schedule, I want to get some comments for her. You have to run. Um, Sticky, would you comment for Jay, please? Yeah, this is so gorgeous. And I honestly, it had never really occurred to me about flowers, flowers that live on the surface of water. It never had occurred to me what happens when the water freezes and what an amazing and unique imagery of that. And I thought it was gorgeous. And I love time. The assassin of brittle flesh screams the razors because at the same time, that's when I started feeling like the crystalline shattered 
surface, and those razors are what made me feel like the water was freezing, you know. But at the same time, it's that same line, time the assassin of brittle flesh, that connected it to the human experience and made me think, oh, this is all a metaphor for the human experience, you know. It was, oh, my God, so much happened in just those few little words, time the assassin of brittle flesh screams the razors. Oh, my God. And screams the razors. I don't know. There's something about that that just, ooh, gives me goosebumps. Such Thank you. Absolutely. I agree. Um, And I'll get you a couple more comments, but um, area code 510, would you come in, please? What's up, old girl? Hey, Faye. Hello. Hey, Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming. Hi, girl. I'm just getting some uh, comments for Jay before he has to run. Um, Boo, would you comment for Jay, please? Yes. Uh, sorry, I was around. Um, okay, fading garden. I love that picture of the black rose. That's so cool. Um, this seems to me just like something that's uh, over and, and dead and gone. The razors is a big one that sticks out, and crimson lines, nightshade. I knew you were going to pick the nightshade, I had a feeling. And... Uh, <laughs> Sips of a stale wine, Irish feed. This just seems like death, destruction, the end of a relationship, and um, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Bitter, very bitter. And then, and then she's dead. He's dead. It's a gravestone, so you know he's fucked up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the story, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely. And, and Sawa, before we say goodbye to Jay, Sawa, would you um give him the last comment? And the I'll be honored. This is so beautiful and part of the sadness. I love how you took it to one stage to another. You started with the the first one and gave us from the AP uh long life. You started as a long life, but the long life really didn't last. Uh, assassined by the innocence was assassined and just gradually take us from one stage to another until it dies completely. How brilliant is it? Just, just the story, Travis. I really love and how you can move from one flower to, a, to another to express this, uh, this assassination. And I see in your note it says love, uh, pain, love, so this is, has to do with the heart, not really any, any stage of life, but rather the heart. What happened to the house when when a love and the love got incredible? <laughs> if you didn't give these hints yeah. and the thing, I would never have guessed it. But so beautiful, so thank you. It's a beautiful life. Thank you. Appreciate oh, it. My thank you, Tom. Oh my Somebody's got a loud TV on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. So thank you. There you go. Well, Jay, please don't work too hard, and you know, hope you have a quick evening. And I appreciate. Oh, I'm turning them in. I'm turning into that person that they are rely on every little last thing. So working uh, hard is not an option for me. I have to do it. I understand. Well, I'm so glad you took some time to come by and see us, and uh, I'll see you at another show soon. All right. We'll talk and, to you later. Bye, bye, Jay. Bye. And Sticky, bye-bye. So, Sticky, if you can um, maybe 
go back and, and comment on Rick's if you can remember his um, recording, and then I've oh, got you absolutely. up to Yeah. Yeah, I really loved Rick's poem, and I really agreed with what Jay said about Rick's poem before he read his. I felt like it really was like a deep sociological commentary and a brilliant mm-hmm. one. I felt like it was about privilege. And there are some flowers that are born to be in a bouquet or a corsage, and they're grown in neatly bordered gardens in these regimented paraded rows. But then there's others mm-hmm. who are born to a disordered situation, and they have to rise. They rise from where they are thrown. Oh, my God. I thought it was so, mm-hmm. I thought it was so like, poignant and, like, a beautiful explanation of systemic cycles of poverty and privilege in modern society, mm-hmm. you know? I thought it was great. Well, it, great comment, exactly. Thank you, Sticky. And now we're ready to hear from you. Okay. Sorry, let me go back and refresh. Okay. Uh, I can put it Okay, so this, this is not adult. It was labeled adult because at one point it says summa cum floret. And I understand how one of the words there they picked up as adult, but it's not adult. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, okay. so uh, this is called cactus flower. Um, it's about a flower that only blooms for one day and then it dies. Um, okay. The cactus flower blooms bemused, aloof to hands of clocks and other thorns. A soft-spoken optimist, her steely petals defy the gods and smiles smug at the saints. She opens boastful petals, but nitpicking, a flowered princess, fussy, complaining of that pea, talkative, bragging of her fearless buds, unshrinking, unblinking in desolate sands. Bookish and studious, she learns the sunrise, memorizes every juicy, succulent twitch, each breath of thirsty, ragged desert wind, noting the impetuous, shifting grains below. Her haughty blossom and conceited pollen earn diplomas and acclaim, summa cum floret. So her droop and withered petals are no shock. Yes, she knows the gamble of cactus and spine. She knows the law of dice and desert wagers. But it's no folly to spin the wheel, to tinker or swipe, knowing the house will win, that the rigging is a setup. Seeing the swindle, she shrugs her leaves and fusses and trifles and chats away her single day. And poem. This is so great. You know, isn't it wonderful how flowers inspire us to write about people, write about life? You know, the connection is just so inevitable. Um, The cactus flower is such a unique flower. If you've ever seen one in in person, the, the flower, the blooms are so perfect that they almost don't even look real. Um, They also have that succulent, um, waxy kind of um, um, substance to them, but they're like perfection. There's not a flaw, um, and and they're they're bred to be able to survive under these austere conditions out in the desert, which is so um, unusual for flowers. So they're, they're hardy. They're um, cocky, you know, if a flower can be. And I think that's kind of what comes across in this, this, this soft-spoken optimist. 
in the stilly petals. They do defy the gods. They smile and they shrug at Mother Nature, <laughs> unlike any other flower out there. Um, so I think that this cactus flower deserves to have the boastful petals. Um, but again, there's a deeper level, as in Jay's poem and as in Rick's poem, um, where I think we're talking about um, humanity, you know, and, and much deeper things that go to the core of who we are. And you always have a wonderful way of doing that um, so beautifully, Sticky. I love this. I'm so glad you brought it. Oh, thank you so much. It's, mine's not as deep as Rick's, though, just saying. Definitely still has its depth there. Um, and I I just picture it when listening to you read about it and how you've um, personified it. I can picture that person. You know, I can picture what a cactus flower person and it'd have to be a woman, you know, that's not sexist. It's just the way I visualize it and how strong, you know, that individual would be. And, and haughty, some good words that you used. Um, so perfect. And they do perpetuate the race, you know, the, the spreading of the pollen is just the seeds is something we haven't even uh, mentioned tonight is um, the spreading of life throughout the earth is the the whole reason that they're here. So I just really love everything about this. And I would like to get you some more comments. And I think it's hilarious that it was classified as adult for that phrase. <laughs> so funny. I love it. And the summa cum flora, that is so great, um, giving it that lofty kind of intellectual quality. <laughs> So I think you did a good job. All right, so I'd love to get some other. You're welcome. Faye, would you comment for Sticky, please? Well, at at first it seems like a a very, had a very seductive feel to it, although I I can't imagine trying to make love to a cactus, but... uh, (laughs) There was there was something sensual and soft about it, and then uh, and then kind of cynical towards the end. But uh, yeah, yeah. My my uh, my great grandma, she's an old Cherokee squaw. She loves cactuses. And I remember when I was a boy, she actually had a a peyote cactus. Only I, back then I was too young to know what peyote was, and she just she just loves cactuses. Um, so I I was I was just uh, thinking about my grandma when I saw this picture because she had mm-hmm. something similar to this too. Uh, she she mm-hmm. loved cactus. So yeah, yeah. so cactuses. Uh, I spent a lot of time hitchhiking through Arizona in the desert and, and seeing some of the different cactuses out there. And, you know, um, they're they're unapproachable but yet beautiful. You know and. Uh, you know, some women are like that. You know, you get too close, they might hurt you, but they're mm-hmm. still beautiful and sensuous mm-hmm. in their own way. So, yeah. It was a really, really cool poem. I enjoyed it. Hey, thank you, Faye. And Salva, would you comment, please? 
Yes, I would love to. Uh, sticky, I, I, I mean, you have a way of writing incredible. It really makes you think deeply, and the imagery is so beautiful. Um, I love, it's, it is about, not. Uh, I like uh, Becky said, it's not uh, two dimension. It's not only about the cactus. You gave such a beautiful description of the cactus, how she survived, how she's unique in every way. But then it's about uh, someone. I feel like it's almost you <laughs> in there. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like a prisoner. That's, I'm serious. I mean, they said, this is Hillary. This is, <laughs> this is you. <laughs> With low, you study low, I know that. Um, the highest, uh, the Simacum, uh, the highest distinction in uh, education, intellectual. Uh, that's funny that you got um, this one. That made me laugh hysterically. Just how someone who's different and how it's been looked at by others. It's so, that's mm-hmm. what I see there. And it's so beautifully, her hearty blossom and concrete pollen and diploma. She knows the Lord dies and that the Quaker, that's not folly to spin the wheel. But then her, she just go on her single day and do whatever, she has to weigh her single day. Uh, and then defy the gods and smile, smile at the same. There's so many beautiful um, characteristics of this person that we can get to know who she is and how she's different, uh, really revealing that person. And I don't know why I see you there. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> no, Paula, you're so right. When I read this poem to my husband, he said the same thing. He's like, oh, so you made the cactus flower yourself. <laughs> He's like, great. <laughs> I think you might be right. It wasn't intentional, but I think you guys might be right. No, <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful comments, Sarah. Thank you so much. And and Boo, I'm going to give you the last comment and then I'm going to put your poem up there. Are you there? I keep pressing the wrong button. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Yes. Okay. I like how you, you give it like a personality because I re- I hate to bring this out, but <laughs> you're you hmm. need to you do this in a lot of your poems, but the one that I really remember like you almost make it like a real living talking thing and it's just mm-hmm. and you give it a personality and you can see the personality and that's what's so cute and you did it in your penis poem too but I, I love you, about you know poem. <laughs> were you thinking that too I love that penis I love that poem I mean I love that poem um <laughs> that was so hilarious I mean, but you did it again like right here like you're like you know she has an attitude and her hands clocks I could just see her you know what I, you know what I envision her being like a little old lady, you know, from Florida, a little Yenta, we call them, you know. Just, oh, darling, come here. Come here, doll. You know? That's how I see this cactus. Sitting there like, oh, dear. You know? It's just so funny. It has so much personality. I'm seeing her swindle. She shrugs her leaves. <laughs> and uh, she has to wait a single day. Like, she doesn't care. She's doing her own thing. She has an attitude. I love it. I think it's so creative, Thank so you fun. Too. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and short too for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. you if you <laughs> haven't read her penis call, let me just tell you that it is not sexual, but it is hilarious. <laughs> it deserves the front page, but I nominated three times. It will never get up there because it has the word penis in it, and that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Okay. It's so funny. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go do that for sure right after the show. Oh, my God. You will laugh here. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It gives them all a personality. I'm going to definitely do that. I wrote another poem about Henry Kissinger's penis. And it's not about a penis. It's about Henry Kissinger. It's about politics. It's deeply political. It's actually very highbrow, if you ask me. But it's highbrow. That's one of your penises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Becky, you're going to die. Okay, the guys don't want to hear about penises. Sorry, political penises. Sorry, I'm sorry. Political penises. Okay, thanks. I'm sorry. Hey, we're big fans of penis. What can we say? <laughs> oh, okay, back to the flowers. Oh, back to the okay, flowers. Yes, yes. Yeah, back to the flowers. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is uh, a different kind of flower. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> this is called uh, Gruesome Gardens Don't Grow. It goes like this. Suppose... Falling is the color of a barren, naked heart dipped in lavender dreams and its covert yearnings. Violet breezes that bloom, fresh new apprehension. Smell the scarlet-colored coagulating red roses, marrow fueled and exposed as it rises to a fury most can't even comprehend. It's here annuals would happily climb their stems to regroup and to feel renewed again. Gouge out seedy iris, eyes they are useless when the mind is blind in love. Because some think, sometimes things end without ever really ending. It is in the merging of pigments and fuse so brutal and blinding, full of obnoxious fragrance, teasing thirsty ligaments. Oops, teasing thirsty ligaments that hang from crepitous bones, stagnant and stalled, waiting for rebirth. End poem. Wow, this is really <laughs> good. This is, um, yeah, the definitely a, a darkness in this flower. I mean these flowers, um, and, and you know I think on the surface what I'm getting is you bring too many of them together, and the profusion of smells can almost be too much. The merging becomes like brutal, as you said, and the obnoxious fragrances. Um, but I still, you know, I still see the beauty in this, like the renewal of life, and um kind of uh, pulling in this life and death of a flower with, once again, the human experience. Um, but I love that. I like the the real, the real rawness of it. Um, you really take flowers in and bring them, give them that kind of gritty rawness that um, I think is part of your signature. Poetry, I mean, it's flowers in pain, right? <laughs> But really beautiful, boo. I love this. And I'd like to get some more comments for you. Um, Sticky, would you comment for boo? Yeah, definitely. I thought this was incredible. I really, really love this piece. I also, same as you, Becky, I love how violent the flowers are. The, like, violence in the depiction of them is so, the gouging Mm -hmm. out of the iris' eyes. And then in that beginning Mm -hmm. part where you talk about how the annuals would happily climb the stems of the roses so they can regroup and feel renewed. It it felt, like, cannibalistic and, and, like, competitive to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's, like, a darkness to that. Mm -hmm. They're battling each other. And then Mm -hmm. in the, like, because 
sometimes things end without ever really ending. And usually the mm-hmm. idea of rebirth and seasonal rebirth of the flowers is like this wonderful, hopeful, optimistic thing. But here it's like it's the ending is never complete. It's always ending. Do you know what I mean? Which is true also, yeah. which is very true also. And like mm-hmm. it is, oh, I thought it was brilliant. Ooh, I really love this. Great. We're really flowers taking this to all different levels, you know, of meaning tonight and in different ways, too, and I love that. And I want to first, before we get any more comments for you, Boo, I want to let Sky in the room. Sky, welcome. Hello. So glad you're here. And I um, know you've had a long day, so I'm going to um, get a couple of comments for Boo, and then we'll get you up on the board, Sky. So, Sawa, would you comment for Boo, please? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is really beautiful. I like how you take it to different level and you bring so many sensations. I know that you wrote for the coat, uh, where is it? Eyes, they are useless when the, when the mind is blind and love. Um, you really gave justice to this. You started in um, how the colors are naked and lavender. You dream, when you love, you dream and you see everything beautiful. Uh, jealous bruises that bloom even if there is pain you still bloom there's in love but then you move on from that to uh, and you climb you climb you're happy there's a new again but suddenly when there is the mind really don't see that love or the eyes don't see that love then it go to a different direction brutal and blinding full of teasing I, I love this in the how you put it in the middle and change direction it's so brilliant Waiting for it, but that's what I read, how I read it. I'm not sure if that's where you're going with it, but that's how the feeling that it gave me the pain and love and it can so quickly. Yeah, that's thank a great you. comment. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you all, and uh, thank you for showing us. You know that even that the flowers have have their dark side too, boo. And what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to put Sky on the. On the board, and after Sky, we'll have Faye. No, Faye's with us. Faye, you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just on mute. Okay. Well, hang around because we're going to have you up after Sky. And after Faye, I just have some poems for non callers that I'll get some help reading. Um, but anyway, if you're ready, Sky. I've got you on the board. My abstract floral skies and all her disguise. There's an abstract painting in evening sky, a canvas garden with amethyst shades. It holds a silver gray spire of lavender, a cathedral chime of Canterbury bells. Trailing geraniums sit on patio planters hanging baskets that trim cottage still, and in glass are reflections of lupine, purple jade, and magenta flowers. There is a saffron crocus painted porch with purple cauliflower colored steps, complementing spiked catmint shingles and bell heather shrubs lining borders. They sing to front yards wild indigo where blue-eyed grass grows sweet as wind sips from cups of bellflowers and savors a buffet 
of lilac candy fruit. And on the edge of bloom rests a river holding the blushing shade of sea holly, purple sea stars, sea thistles, and a long-stemmed bloom of lily of the Nile. Water trails and tugs at sparkling rocks, a bed of mystic merlin, neat salvia swirls, and above currents, butterflies dance in the sweet tips of alpine deities, sunlit rays. But beyond cottage hills, meadows, yards, and rivers gleam, there lies a darker tone. Tall trees of verbenia cluster blooms, slender stalks of alum and monkshood. It is a forest of bittersweet nightshade, where violet moonflowers in the pine, the path to graves of purple hearts. And squeezed tender vines grow like wistria. But in all paintings, in gardens of life, there is both the shadow of light. There is both a shadow and light. The morning glories and dark hues, and evening primrose and meadow roofs. I love to look upon my abstract skies and all her floral beauty and disguise. And Well, yeah, this is wonderful. So appropriate that you. You painted for us a garden in the sky because that's what it is. I mean, so creative, and it's like you took, um, you know, every element, just every piece of color that has been seen in the sky and, and put it into this painting of a garden with all the shades, you know, the amber and the lavender and the amethyst. How what always strikes me about the sky, particularly of the sunset, is how it runs through the spectrums of color. Um, and you can see the different shades of purple and the shades of rose um, all blending in together. And they are like um, flowers. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's like we took a walk with you through this mystical, heavenly garden that even had water trails and, and rocks and uh, Cottages and oh man, I guess it's the ultimate sky watching, you know, to see this beautiful garden, and uh, you brought it to life with your words. I just love this. You have such a way, sky, very very beautiful, and I see, yeah, very very beautiful. Um, I see that this is a multiple winner too. You have a a triple. What's that? A trifecta. <laughs> A gold, silver, and a bronze. Well deserved. Thank you for bringing it. It's perfect for this show tonight, Scott. And I would like to get a comment for you from um, Faye. Would you comment for for Scott? So I first started writing poetry when I was about 13 or 14. And uh, I used to spend a lot of time watching Sunset. And uh, I would write about them. So this one was, was really enjoyable for me. I mean, because I love sunsets. Um, they're different, unique every night. I used to say that a sunset is a canvas created by God for everyone to enjoy. And it's like a brand new one every night. And uh, it really is. You know, I mean, you'll never see it again. Uh, each one is, is totally unique and beautiful. Um, 
great for for meditation, for relaxing. You know, it was kind of like my Zen place. It'd take time to watch the sunset, and it would it would get me grounded and just put my mind at ease. And uh, her poem here is very descriptive. I mean, it's it's, it's very on point. The colors, uh, garden in the sky. You know, um, this is a beautiful poem, and, and a well-deserved gold trophy to the front-page pick. I mean, this is a really well-written poem. So I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you, Faye. Yeah, great comment. Thank you, Faye. And uh, Sticky, would you comment for? Uh, and first, before I do that, I just want to uh, welcome Irish, who is listening to us on mute tonight. She's got some other things going on, but I'm pleased she's listening. And of course, we have on the board um, several listeners too, so thank you all. And uh, Sticky, would you comment for Sky, please? Yes, I'd love to. This was so gorgeous. And it was really, really cool to hear you read it. There's like a softness to your voice as you were reading it that Oh my God, it added to the tone of the poem so beautifully. And then I, okay, I love how that there's like Christian imagery in the beginning with the cathedral chime and Canterbury bells, but also later in the poem, there's the river Nile and um, the the bed of mystic Merlin. Um, And I know that might be a flower reference, but still I felt like it paid homage to the fact that through the age of Christianity or way before that in pagan days, Celtic days, people looked at the sky in awe and especially a sunset, you know, and I loved, okay, there's, I forget what stanza this is. I didn't count, but you're just literally, you're describing a porch and shingles, but it's the stanza that there is a saffron crocus painted porch with purple cauliflower colored steps complementing spiked catchment shingles and bell heather shrubs lining borders it's about a, it's describing a porch and shingles but it's it's so oh my god the color and like the imagery in there is just so incredible and i felt like that throughout it was it was like throughout the entire thing that's just one little example that really really like popped to me and i love how at the end i felt like it was a reference to now the sun has actually set and darkness always comes after this gorgeous display of color and the the description of the graves at the end, yet the blooms lining the way to the graves. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so gorgeous. And the grave of Purple Heart, I felt like might have been a reference to the fallen in the military. And that was moving to me. There's a million things I loved about this. I could go on forever. I'm sorry for taking so much time. I loved this guy. <laughs> Thank you, Sticky. Purple, purple Hearts was was a nod to Purple mm-hmm. Heart. That, that was an oh. Thank you. Good job there. All right. Great comment, Sticky. And uh, Sawa, would you comment for Sky? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, first of all, Sky, you know how I'm fascinated by the, the Sky. She knows. <laughs> I just like all my pictures and she really hates a big fascination. I love Crystal uh, photos. She did such a beautiful job. And you gave it justice, really. Um, I love how you, your wordings and the colors you painted seem like almost falling from the sky. That's how I felt. 
um, from gardens in the sky. The imagery literally stole my heart and my soul, the beauty of it. And I love how you give it shades, um, the light, different shades, in the beginning and the end. How the And it is about life also, of course, shadow, light, and, and dark, uh, dark hues. That's what life is, has both sides. And you walk us through this different hues and colors and say the garden and beauty and shingles and just go from one place to another. The rivers, the sea holy, incredible. Even the Nile. Uh, what an amazing, like, almost like universal. You took us to a journey, a universal journey to beauty and the monkhood. Uh, how brilliant is this? I really love yeah. it. The forest, bittersweet. Um, such a beautiful, uh, well-deserved the front page and the gold. I see why. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I agree. I think this is one of your best, Guy. You know, it's hard to say because uh, you always write such beautiful poems, but uh, the more I look at it, there's just so much to it that uh, it deserves several reads. And, Boo, if you will comment, then I'm going to put Faye on the board while you comment. Come off the mute, Boo. <laughs> okay. Well, we know Boo loves your poems, Sky. And I'm going to put Faye up there. And Faye, are you ready to read for us? Sure. Okay. So uh, you're on the board. Okay. This is called Flowers for Passion. We both begin to open. The flames are dancing higher as passion rages deep, love so gentle spoken, kisses to make you weep. A moment to mark forever in this wish to want to be, and love so hard to hold us that love is burning free. Take the wind's enchanting that carries where we will, lost in what we fall and to fly with what we feel. Dreams have come to daylight and wake what waits inside, caught within the rapids that have dared to dance the tides. I see you in the embers that burn within my past, wish upon a whisper that never thought to last. Leave me where you found me in a heated moment's rush, like a desert wildfire that burns out in the brush. Did you think to cheese me when you held my heart in hand, or was love another treasure you couldn't understand? Perhaps we lost in passion when we burned upon their lips, touched by flames invasion as we felt its fiery grip and pump. Well, this is beautiful, sad, beautiful. Um, I absolutely love the title, Flowers for Passion as Both Begin to Wilt. Wow, there's just such a sadness to that. It's like, do they always have to wilt? Does love always have to die? But sometimes the answer yeah. seems to be yes. You know, yes, the flowers do always have to wilt. Um, maybe love doesn't always have to die, but too often it does. And you just expressed it so beautifully. I must say that I love how you stuck to your meter. Um, the rhymes are, are sweet to my ears. Uh, I like to see meter in poems that are rhymed, and you did a, such a good job. It's so rhythmic. Um, there's a sadness in it, but there's still that passion. Uh, perhaps we lost in passion as it burned upon our lips. Touched by flames invasion as we felt its fiery grip. So you feel that rhythm there. That is so sweet. Um, 
but even though Thank it's, you. it's you're welcome. Even though you're speaking of it dying, it's still there. You can still feel it in your words. So I think that's really great writing. Um, I love this. Eight years ago, wow. <laughs> My goodness. Eight years ago, um, I was just a, a dream to me to be writing poetry. So um, I'm just catching up with you guys. But anyway, let me get you some more comments. Um, Sky, would you comment for say? Okay, so I may not have her now, so I'm sorry, I apologize. Let me go back up to Sticky and see if she will comment for you, Faye. Absolutely. I loved this so, so much. And I really like when a rhyming poem is so deeply, like, it's intense. The language is intense. The imagery is intense. And I mm-hmm. like when it, like, it balances it out somehow. I really like that. And I thought mm-hmm. it was a really beautiful like exploration of loss but it feels like there's it's lost but without regret it doesn't feel like the poem is saying like oh I regret having come to that place or having experienced that it had like this sense of like inevitability to me you know that itself is, mm-hmm. is a little sad you know what I mean but like that's what I felt in um I loved that line dreams have come to daylight and wake what waits inside and that part wait wake what waits inside felt like an inevitability like it our yeah. dreams will wake to daylight and wake mm-hmm. that the inevitable things that come up you know what I mean and then um I, I really also liked like the little moments of of water imagery um the the rapids and dancing in the tides because contrasting with the burning imagery and the fire imagery and the rest of it, that like really stood out to me. That moment of like water imagery in the second stanza, I really felt that, mm-hmm. that was really really cool. The whole thing was just really really beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, let me get a comment from Sawa before we move along. Oh, I are you? So deeply and so passionately, always so much emotion. It's just take you, uh, you, you get drawn to this emotion and passion. I see imagery so vivid that has some forms. The passion has forms. The flames are dancing. The, the passion of um, uh, flames is dancing. And there's gentleness at the same time. You see this contrast of fire and, and, and delicateness with gentleness, love, so gentle spoken. There's. Um, on and off like this burning and this contrast and make it even more more vivid and then you personalize it in the middle I see you um, just to give it even more power with the personalization and more personal and you move on to the uh, burn and and sadness and agony um, it really is beautifully done you're right so beautifully Wonderful comments, everyone. I appreciate them so much. And thank, thank you so much for bringing oh, that my beautiful. Goodness. Yes, I'm just. Oh, um, can I, I say I, something, Becky? No, you may not. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is. I like this too. The, the title alone, Flowers for Passion, as both begin to wilt. That's really cool. And, you know, he writes a lot of sadness, a lot of heartbreak all the time. But this one seems to, like, really touch deep. The word, I agree with you, the meter is perfect, the cadence is perfect. 
Um, mm-hmm. The rhyme is perfect. I see you in embers that burn within my past. Wish upon a whisper that never thought to last. You know, why does love have to wilt and die all the time? Damn it. You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah. And it's just by flames and vision, they were fired and ripped and just burning and heartbreaks hell. So, uh, great job. I like this one. Thanks, Anne. Welcome. Thank you, Boo. All right. So we're going to say uh, goodbye to Sticky. And um, I know Skye had to run. She had like a 16-hour day or something. So thank you both for coming tonight. Um, now I'm going to put um, a poem up by Azekiel, who is on the board and has been with us tonight. And I really appreciate you joining the show. And this is called Flower Acronyms. Flourishing flourishing flora, feelings from fragrance, luring luxuries, living lovers' looks, ornate organics, open outdoors, offering oxygen, willfully wooing women with wedding wants, earth's encouragement, emotional, eager, emancipating evils, restore, regard, Rendering restless, recuperated. In poem. Wow, this is interesting. Um, um, as a tell, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm slaughtering your name, um, but I I really love this. This is an acronym or uh, an acrostic that is embedded in there so that you don't even notice it. That's not what is important that each line starts out with the words to spell flower. Although I see that and I love that. But what I love is, is how you bury that in there. And that, that um, what stands out um, is the way that you wove these words um, with all F's in the first line and yet a perfect uh, thought. Flourishing flora, feelings from fragrance. Absolutely. Um, and then the L, you know, luring luxuries, living lovers' looks. You just got it all in there. You know, the romance, the beauty, um, the organics of it, that it, yes, offers us oxygen. I think that's one reason that I have a house full of plants is because I know that interchange there of the oxygen and the carbon dioxide it must be good for me. <laughs> but you just, this is just so unusual and clever and uh, it was fun reading it that's um, something I always enjoy is if you know the poem is really fun to read putting those words together with with my mouth I really enjoyed this a lot thank you for bringing it and I'm going to get a few comments while you're still out there on the board um Faye would you comment please yeah I don't I I haven't done too much with with acronyms but uh, I thought it was pretty interesting what he did here um Willfully wooing women with wedding wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of those bands yeah, out there. Yeah. yeah. I I can't really I don't know I can't really do acrostics so um, this one is done really well it's impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I get I get stuck on the letters. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he did a good job. Boo, would you comment for um for him, please? 
I just call him Lestat because I can't really say that. I know. No, I just learned Lestat, and then he took that away. I said, from can you bring Lestat? <laughs> he said he ate him. But, oh, Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess it's like, but no, I, I like acrostics. I usually when I have like I'm out of ideas and I don't have anything else to write, then I just go with the acrostic. That's what I used yeah. to do. I love the picture too. The picture is really cool, and um, mm-hmm. it's and you read it really well, Becky too, by the way. And he said you did too. Mm-hmm. I like this too. Mm-hmm. I'm flushing. I'm so like suffering succotash. I'm a flurring slur of feelings. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's clever and it's short for him and it's very light for him because he's usually pretty deep and pretty yeah. dark and I yeah. thought it was a lot of fun and fun to read and um like to see mm-hmm. the side of him. Mm-hmm. Me too. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was so, curious what oh, that picture me... is, you know? Is that I, like a I was metal so or cross or maybe he what? maybe he can tell us on the board. But I want to yeah. welcome Crystal too. Before I forget, come in, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I'm so glad you came. Hi, Hi Crystal. Crystal. Glad you came. Welcome, welcome, Hi, welcome. Crystal. So we're um, just getting a few comments uh, for um, Lestat on his wonderful acrostic, and uh, then I'll be putting you up on the board soon. But um, yeah, maybe he can give us a little message about uh, what what the picture is. Um, and Sawa, would you comment, please, before we move on? I was I was confused. I thought it was someone new. I didn't know. I said, "Who's this person? I don't know this I'm writer." Like, From, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I'm he explains it on the board, Becky. I oh, didn't pay attention. Good. I was confused. Yeah, I was confused who yeah. it was. But um, uh, it, is, it is a and he writes so long. This is very different gravity and very abstract. I find it very abstract. Maybe it's me. Um, so um, and I do very bad <laughs> abstract poetry, but uh, flourishing feeling from pregnant. It, I think it has, as you said, like uh, almost. Uh, um, I, I have to. I have really. I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry <laughs> when I get stuck. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh my God! Help! <laughs> Help! Um, <laughs> There's emotion, eager to. There, there's emotion. There is uh, talking about luxury. <laughs> you're fired, Stella. Yeah, you're I'm fired. I'm so sorry. Sorry, it's a step. I have to read it multiple times. There's encouragement. No, I'm yeah, not going to say nonsense. I really don't. I have to read it multiple times. I don't want to just say words. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. No, he would, yes. he would love having a comment. Okay. okay, so like your light side today. Yeah, we do. And bye, Faye. Thank you for calling. I mean, goodbye, Faye. And thank you. Yeah. Bye, Faye. And I, okay, Crystal, we got you on the board. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I got to do something after this. So. Um, okay. Yeah. I I have, uh, I think, I don't know if I've read this one before or not. I remember that this one, uh, whenever I was like poet of the week or something like that but I was mm-hmm. trying to, to think of something that Seth Flowers would say and uh, or or the meaning behind them and I remember this poem so I thought I'd bring it back and uh, this is called She Carries Lavender Petals in Her Heart and here we go right. Daddy where's mommy? Why did she have to go? Little girl's ponytail twirled after asking this question 
Her father's face was grave, and he tried to stay strong. You know how much Mom loved pretty flowers, he asked as she turned to look at his big brown eyes. Yes, she loved purple flowers, right? She said with a sweet smile. He knelt down to her level. Mommy went to a field in the sky full of purple flowers. He noticed a tear but quickly wiped it. Will she ever come back? No, she is gone forever, my child. He picked up his little girl and held her tight in his arms. One day you will see her again if you love purple flowers too. I do like them, she said softly. Then you will see her again. He put her down and she spotted a lavender bush blooming. Hi, Mommy. I hope to see you again. And <laughs> so that's a um that's one that will tug on your heartstrings for sure, Crystal. Um you know, I love how you brought the, the love of the favorite flower and for for the for the little girl to remember her mother that way. And being young, she won't have a lot. You know, she'll have what she can remember in um, those young years, but she will remember that. And she'll associate that forever, you know, that moment um, and that flower. And I think you did a beautiful job of writing this soft, gentle, touching um, story. And anyone who has ever loved a child um, would certainly be touched by this. And perfect for my show tonight, uh, the meaning of flowers, the language of flowers. So thank you, Crystal. Mm-hmm. So, Boo, would you come in for Crystal, please? I remember when you read this and, and everybody thought it was real. Remember? And yeah. You oh, you made yeah. It up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said you made it up. And uh, we were like, oh, whew, thank God. We are like, oh, that's good because this is a tearjerker. And it yeah. is. You know, that probably happens, as you know, Becky, so many times a day. So many kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, bearing yeah. your mom is the worst pain in the world, in my opinion. It doesn't get mm-hmm. much worse. Um, mm-hmm. So you brought it. Even though it's not real and you made it up, you made it. It, it felt very real. Your emotion, your words, the way you read it. Um. Once again, the second time was just beautiful. Good job, Goddess Crystal. Mm-hmm. Thank Absolutely. Welcome. Okay. Hey, Sawa, please, would you come in? Oh, I had to wipe. I didn't know it's not real. I had to wipe a tear in my eyes because <laughs> I had no idea it's not real. Um, and even if it's not real, it's so tender and so delicate that it touched the heart. And I'm sure to present. So many girls there that lost their mother at a young age, um, they exist, mother or father. So very touching, very thoughtful, and so beautifully. Uh, the story is so woven so delicately, so beautiful. I like how even you change your voice when you're a little girl to very little girl. So well done. I really, I really like it. Touched my heart deeply. Thank you, Sawa. Great comment. Uh, thank you, Sawa and and Boo and Crystal. Thank you so much for bringing that uh, very sweet poem um, for us tonight. I'm glad you had time to join us. And what I'm going to do I'm now is have, have uh, yeah, Boo hey, has Becky. made a request. Yes, I see that. Sure. I, I was just wondering.
find it. Have... Yeah, I, I, hopefully I can find it. But you know, I, I, this poem is so beautiful. I read it like came here four years ago, and it stuck with me. And then mm-hmm. I, I wrote a poem for her poem, and it's just it's so beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. Uh, All right. Well, let me know if you find it. Um, all yeah. I have left, I have four poems from non-callers, so I can oh, just. Oh, I found um, it. You found it? Okay, we'll go ahead and hear yeah, that one first. Oh, this is, that was I, I love I, I love this poem. I love Jabo. Uh-huh. This poem is like stuck with me all the years, so I'll just throw it over there now. I, I know she's not in the group or anything, but she's awesome. And so, uh, but uh, here we go. <clears throat> And if you know her, you know how much she loves her mom. So, oh, yeah. Um, yes. Well, anyway, it's from Jabo, and she's wonderful. And goes like, oh, I know this one. Yeah, I love this one. Flowers in your coffin. Mm-hmm. You lied there in your coffin with flowers in your hair. I hope they would have pleased you. Twas me that put them there. For you, a white dress. It suits you very well. You look as if you're sleeping. It hurts to say farewell. Through the night, I sat with you as your life slipped away. Held your hand till you were gone. Can't keep the tears at bay. Do you recall when I was small, you kissed my fears away? Who will do that now for me, who's there to light my day? With wisdom and compassion, you showed me many charms. If there were really angels, I hope you're in their arms. End poem. Oh. Wow. That is very touching. And that's for her mother. And uh, this is one of those poems that struck me. One of the things that I, I discovered when I moved, when I moved, <laughs> when I moved to all poetry, <laughs> when I joined all poetry, <laughs> was the absolute power of a mother's love. Because you know, I've spoken enough about it to you, for you to know that it. I, I got missed, sadly. Um, I give right. it, but I, yes, you know, I get it. I get that chance with my children, and I did not understand it until I joined AP, and I began to read the tributes that people wrote for their mothers that had been dead for years, and how they all said the same thing. It still feels like, you know, it still hurts as much almost. You know, you learn to live with it. But I always, always miss my mother. And that Mm -hmm. struck me. Yeah, and that's what this poem says. She's been gone Mm -hmm. for 30 years, and yet you still want her to be the one to brush your tears away. And um, it's so touching how she spoke of, uh, I hope you like the flowers, because I picked them out for you. Jabo, this is just wonderful um, if you get to listen to the show. And thank you for bringing it, Boo. You're welcome. Yeah. So if there's anything either one of you would love to say, I would love to hear it about this poem. I would love to. Look at all her It reminds me of my own mother. It really does remind me of my own mother. She loves loves flowers so much. Like I cannot, if if there's no flower in the house, I see something is wrong right now. I mean, if I have to have flowers with my because she had a beautiful garden that she really took care of too. And she um, she just had the green thumbs. And it really reminded me, and it's true, you miss them no matter what. Um, and just, I feel like it's almost like 
uh, it brought me this feeling that if it's my mother so personal, I think we so can relate to it. So beautifully, written, such an amazing writer. She always shared personal stories about her life so beautifully inked. Um, the way she started beginning is so sad. You lie there in your coffin with flowers, but yet beautiful at the same time with your flowers, yeah. your hair, and, and as if it happened yesterday, as you said, 30 years gone, but it's still the, the pain. And I love the last one. If there is really angel, I hope you are yeah, there. Um, so mm-hmm. it just touched me deeply. And I feel they never, mm-hmm. even though they're in different words, I feel the connection never dies. I, I feel the presence, mm-hmm. I feel my presence of my mother when I'm sad or, or don't feel well. I feel her there. I really do. Like almost, okay. uh, you'll be okay. You'll be okay, or my dream. Anyway, sorry, I said so much. <laughs> Just love yeah, that. Okay. Thank, okay. thank you, Boo. Thank you, Lara. Wonderful, sweet poem. You know, tonight. She told a, a story about her mom one time, and you know, you could. If any of you ever seen pictures of her mom, they're like older, they're black and white, and everything. And she tells a picture about her mom. And it just touched me about how they had no, they had no toys, they had no dolls, mm-hmm. but her mom mm-hmm. made them dolls out of salt and pepper shakers, and uh, and the things that they had in the cabinet, like the the baking soda. Her mom would put little hats on it, and her mom would dress them, even though they were broken, they had no money. I thought that was so cute, and that's what a mother's love does. And she said, and she made everything fun, mm-hmm. even though we had nothing. And that's what a yeah. mom does. I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah, so great sweet. job, Jabo. Absolutely. Okay, guys, thank you for that, and uh, we're going to move along. I've I've got just a handful left of um, some people I know. Are we are actually going to make it, Becky? Woo-hoo! We're going to make it. Woo-hoo! So I will Yay. get those of you who are hanging in there with me. Um, let me just check the board real quick and uh, read these last few, and I'm going to start out with my dear, precious friend. Um, oh, wait a minute. We have one by Meta here. So I'll get you to read that next. I'm going to read okay. gift. I'm going to read at this point, Gift of a Yellow Rose by Wittick Picasso, or better known as My Frank. <laughs> oh, Latin <laughs> Yeah. Of course, I think I'm having to share him with a whole lot of women, but I don't, I don't ask yeah, any questions. Yeah, if I ask him questions. It's gonna break my heart. Mom is home in bed at night. You're okay, Becky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, this is the gift of a yellow rose by a gossamer on my windowsill. I see sundry hummingbirds flutter across the edge of a winding hill beyond ladybirds near a shutter amidst the guise of a brisk meadow. Shadowed by the bow of the still trees. Before the vim and verb of yellow, as branches rustle with the breeze. The burr of the waters of a stream flows soothingly onto a near crevice, where the guises of the does gleam. Standing amidst a beauty so precious, I follow the winds leading me onwards the stirring waterfall that gushes as water sparkles bright and outwards reaching the shallow ford that rushes through the narrow cleft of the rocks a wondrous shine of the sun glistens 
upon the drooping and willow stalks, whilst the prying owl stares and listens. My eyes have seen the wonders of life, with the smell of the blossoming flowers, when the hazelnuts are spread less rife, within the sprinkle of morning showers. A yearning lay is now fain and winsome, with the rain it drenches the lush grass that should grow to be tall and lissome above a wet earth where abides my lass. Cleave to the gift of a yellow rose, my love, and come thee hither upon the lovely hue, spreading with the new rainbow above, gladdening the sky with heartsome blue. Be my love, and I shall be your breath. Be my yellow rose, and I shall be your soft petals. Kiss my lips, and I shall be the moisture of that taste, like two fluttering hummingbirds in love. In poem. Well, wow, isn't that romantic and soft and lilting and just caressing? And um, this is what Frank is good at. Um, this is his signature, the um, the romantic poetry, the soft, lovely, the cherishing of women. That is a theme through his life, I think. And when I speak to <laughs> him and he, he talks of it, you know, he talks of how he appreciates women. <laughs> And it comes to his poetry. Um, my eyes have seen the wonders of life. I love that. But I get a sense that um, to him, the wonder of life is the beauty of a woman and the love of a woman. Be my love and I shall be your breath. Quite beautiful, Frank. I'm sorry we didn't get to hear you read it tonight. I'm a Oh, I'm a second-hand copy for you, um, but we really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it so much. I will get some comments for you. Uh, Boo, would you comment for Frank? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, well, you're right. Frank does appreciate women, and uh, that's one way to put it. And uh <laughs> He's, you know, but, mm-hmm. but, but seriously though, but about Frank, you know, he has all that like bravado and whatever, and then like that you see on the outside, but actually, to real, if you really know Frank, he does have a big heart, and he's very sweet, mm-hmm. and he's a good friend, um, and he, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's been hurt, and that's why he's jaded, and I think that's why um, he's afraid maybe to be with one person again, but I don't want to psychoanalyze him on the radio, but the poem, um. I mean, just the beginning, my gosh, I'm here on my windowsill, I see sundry hummingbirds flutter. That's just really interesting uh, beginning, and it's very vibrant, you know, and um, it's very romantic, uh, you're right, through the narrow depths of rocks. Like, he's going to go to any level, I mean, any extent to get to you. He's going to swim oceans, he's going to climb mountains, and he's going to walk through fire, and he's going to get there uh, one way or the other. And then... um, you know, and then at the end, when he says, uh, like, two fluttering hummingbirds in love, kiss my lips. Well, there you go. You know, that's what everybody yeah. wants. And it's sweet and it's romantic. It's soft. It's better than, you know, um, not better, but, you know, late, you know, then it doesn't have to be hardcore or sexual or, you know, dirty to be romantic. And uh, this definitely yeah. does it just much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very tender. Absolutely. 
Very tender. Tender still a panty dropper, ladies. I love tender. <laughs> I do. Me too. Okay, so. I like uh, it rough too, but I'm not going to lie, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, I agree. Go ahead, you. I agree with you, Boo. I agree with you, ladies. It's very tender and it's very romantic from the start to the end. It reminds me of actually uh, the. There's a great poems in French and English about uh, uh, about flowers like this. How he gets lost in the nature, nature, in these feelings. Um, and that's how I felt like these feelings coming from nature. Uh, and then when they're together, it's just the ending is incredibly romantic and uh, soft and beautiful. And how we compare to that would be she she's the yellow rose and will be her um, what is it the petal of the yellow rose so so romantic well done and it's kind of romantic that touching and tender not as yeah, you said too, not too sensual yeah <laughs> well he's the king of tender and uh, his points can be sensual without you know being adult and I love that so boo I put Meta's He's out there listening, and I put his on the board. I was wondering if you would read it for him. I can put it again since it's scrolled up. Okay. Can you read for us, Boo? He's been a very patient patient kid. Yep. He has, yeah. I uh, haven't read a bad poem from him yet, so. Um, no. Okay, this is Metaphoric Angelic Rose. That's a cool picture. Uh, winds blowing gently, luminescent clouds forming in the background of my fantasy. Hair blowing across her amber cheeks, blue eyes peering from behind golden locks. Sparkling eyes that beckon me, whispering soft words into my soul, without moving her glistening lips. She tells me she loves me in her own special way. Uh, passions flow without words, not much to say, but... Here I am, my love. Rapture me into your garden, your paradise, your pleasure dungeon. Uh, Wrap your angel wings around me, nerve endings tingling each time your golden skin touches mine. Stab me in the heart, my love, a dagger dipped in poison and poison of this fading fantasy, bitter and sweet to the taste, a beautiful angelic love affair, gone like a fading opaque cloud. Waking up from the vivid dream, I notice the rose. Stained with a kiss on the pillow next to me. End poem. Hmm. What a wonderful dream to wake up from. Except that you would wish maybe maybe it wasn't a dream. Uh, Well, and it's in his window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is the kind of dream you want to be real. But yeah, I mean, in in his words, matter your words are dreamlike. Um, the way you start out, and we don't know it's a dream then. With the wind blowing gently and those luminescent clouds, um, you feel her hair blowing across the cheeks and can see those eyes and um, everything just wrapped up in, in emotion and passion without words. And then you wake um, to find this, it's been this beautiful dream. And uh, I love how your words suit that, how soft it is. The images are soft and kind of ethereal. Um um, a little bit of darkness to it there with the the dagger dipped in poison. Um, and I guess that's the end of the fantasy as it fades. Um, but I love the way you brought this. Um, it is perfect for the scene tonight. So 
Great job, and thank you for um, adding it to my show. Lou, you read this so well. Um, would you comment, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with him on the board. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Um, that um, picture looks like you, boo. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Meta, the cat's it. out of the bag, man. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> I can't possibly fit any more men in there. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. My Lord. I'm booked, I'm telling you, if you listen to the rumors. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, first of all, I like the, crazy boo. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the shape of it. It looks really cool. I like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it started, I, I was like wondering where he was going in the beginning, but then when I got to the end, I was like, wait a minute, I want more. What happens? You know, but it leaves you hanging there. And, um, Bitter and sweet to taste the beautiful angelic love affair gone like a fading pink cloud. You're like, damn, you know, so close yet so far that he just gets you right there, you know, and, and very well done, very romantic. Um, good job here. Yeah, I like this one. And I think she's on, is she yeah. on a, I thought she was on a shell, but she's not on a shell. Does she have a tail? I'm confused. Oh, those are wings. Oh, That's wait, definitely angel. me then. There you go. Boo and her angel wings. <laughs> well, I, well, I want to raise the welcome. Frank, please come in. And I'm sorry that you were a little bit too late to read your poem. We no, read no, it. I just wanted to stop by and just say hi, basically. Yeah, good. And, and say thank you. Good. I'm just yes, tired. I've been a long day, but uh, I just wanted to say thank yeah. you uh, for reading the poem. I was, yeah. able to, I was able to hear that. And you have such Good. a sweet voice. So oh, it was either you. you I, I'm not sure. Who, I don't know who's with you. I think it, I think it's Sawa Sa- Sa- there. Yes, yeah, Sawa. I, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I am. All right. I, I didn't know. I I would have I would have had you or Sawa read it. I just didn't know that Sawa was there until I actually when you were reading the book. Uh, well, well, we would have you read it. Yeah. We would have you read it. Yeah, we missed your reading it, but uh, it was an honor, pleasure to read. Um, Great and I was going to ask, absolutely, very, very sweet and romantic. Right. Uh, very tender, Frank. All right. Tender. Tender. <laughs> that poem was yeah, written tender. seven years ago. We like tender, Frank. Oh, my goodness. We like tender. We do. We like no, it. Was written, that's it was written seven years ago. Tender. Tender wow. than what? Tender as in tenderloins. Tenderloin. <laughs> Tenderloin. Hey, however you want to give me the beef, I'll take it. <laughs> what, are, what am I missing here? Like, <laughs> am I missing something? Uh, uh. Well, okay. So, I just got a couple more. I was wondering, Sawa, if you would read for Joseph Moon. I put it on the board. Uh, uh, of course, I'd be honored. Oh my gosh, I hope I don't just, I don't destroy it. <laughs> Becky, I'm gonna be now. Sorry. Okay. okay. All right, y'all better. Okay. Okay. Um, reverie in the rose garden. Iris singing to cypress. Red robins warble, whistle. Spring leaves lute to the sherry blossom tree. And the butterfly come to play with me. When the sun come up, she's so elusive. Bees and squirrels dance heavenly. Roses tremble breathlessly. The flower garden ablaze in melody, affirming art to the imagination. End of poem. 
Well, I love Joseph's poetry so much, and this is a little different for him. Um, he writes with the usual, with usually with the real classical flair from the the, the earlier poets, um, but this is just your beautiful nature brevity, with with all the you know the images of nature with the iris. I love the iris singing to Cyprus. That's fun to say. I love the sound of that. Um, but we have the um, we have the the robin warble and the cherry blossom trees and the butterfly who's come to play. I mean everything that um, would just delight you in the forest or in a flower garden, making it almost um, come to life with sound. I like that the flower garden ablaze in melody, but just beautiful as usual, Joseph. I've missed you. Um, you need to come back around. But thank you for sharing your poetry with us tonight. Sawa, what do you think? Um, I'm sorry. If, oh, pardon me. I'm sorry if I misread a few words. It's just like it's, I was nervous reading. Oh, you did, you did fine. Yeah. You did okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I like the imagery and how it, it's so um, enchanting. Um, the red robins. The spring leaves loose, like they see, like music almost playing. Come to play, the butterfly come play too, and they're so enchanting. I love this feeling. Um, and the sun come, she's so elusive. Bee, squirrel dance, everyone is dancing and happy. And then <laughs> and there, this is like, like the, this one rose trembled breathlessly. Um, the flower garden blazes melody. That was like. Uh, from the beauty, I guess, the rose is, is uh, enjoying herself. It's like almost a, a metaphor about the rose here. Someone, she loved this nature and she just makes her tremble like a, ro- like a rose. Very beautiful. Brevity is always beautifully written. Absolutely. So, um, Frank, if you're with us, I'd love for you to come in. And then yes, I mean, if, if I'm you, assuming that your show, your show ends at about mm-hmm. seven, seven minutes, right? Or six minutes, your show ends? Yes. All right, yes. I can stay on for those six minutes. We can always stay minutes, and hang right? out, you know. Don't worry. Well, okay. <laughs> well I've, I've got another mm-hmm. show afterwards, unfortunately. Um, oh, let me okay. just say... Uh, I'm going to get a well, spank. I'm not, well, Crystal, Crystal's waiting for me. Um let me just say really quick, uh, this is just, uh, I enjoy, what I enjoy about uh, uh, Joseph Moon is that uh, he, he has that natural cadence. He, he has that natural flair to his, uh, his poetry. Uh, and I do appreciate that. You know, I appreciate um, the nature, the essence of his writing. And I agree with Sawa, what Sawa says. This, this, you know, this is remarkable. I, I have to say one thing. I find that uh, aside from him, Star Wars, well, um, they write with very few lines, you know, but yet they pack a lot of weight, a lot of substance to their poetry. And I myself struggle with that. But I, I can't do that, unfortunately. I, I'm not able to write as much brevity because I'm, I'm so meticulous in having to add more things. But he does the same thing that what uh, Star Wars does, and they do it with such a beauty and, and elegance. Oh, I don't. I'm not. I can't compare to Joseph yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way! But yeah. thank you, Frank. That's what I was going to do. I was going to see if Frank would um, read our last poem. Then I have time for one more. I'm going to put Rob on the board 
to the end of our show. That will just leave that would leave Budo and just I think maybe one other we can take over to our house. And I'm yeah. sorry, Budo. You know I love you. Here's a kiss for you. We can play him but, Sunday too. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we will definitely do that. But Frank, I would love to hear you read in your wonderful voice if you would end the show with Rob's poem. Yes, Frank, we would. I, I, I don't have we a phone with me. Do you have oh. a phone posted? Yeah, it's on the now. What if I don't see it? Uh-oh. I'm going to have It's not. I don't see it on the... Uh-oh, let me put it again. Uh, now do you see it? Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I do it. Now I see it. This is a, a poem by by Mr. Cole and himself. And it's called Yeah. Yeah. No, it's called uh, Gaia and the Birth of a Butterfly. It is like this. The sapphire sky melts into dim dandelion. And daffodil tones filled with cotton pillow clouds. The sun shines in in a final wave. The moon lurking in a starry cloak of nightfall on the river bed. Alongside sparkling diamond dark waters. A stellar fire tells of beauty, shining in the light of summer, the winter wings of darkness. Gaia balances nature's pendulum in life sustaining harmony. In the palms of her fertile hands, red tulip wings emerge from a slumbering cocoon with the dawn of a fluttering butterfly. From dusk to dusk, Mother Gaia watches over all nature's birth, death, and resurrection on a tight rope balancing act of perfection in the book. Wow, this is wonderful. He's such a good writer. Um, I don't read enough of Rob. Um, and, but when I do, I'm always very, very impressed. Um, I love how the sapphire sky melts. It's such a wonderful image. And you can just see it melting into dim dandelion and daffodil tones. So, yes, the sapphire sky, the blue sky, will melt into those yellow tones. Um, that's so beautiful. And I love the reference to Gaia. I always love when they bring in those um, mythology, those references to mythology and um, the, the mother of earth and heavens. Um, it's so profound. But I love how she balances nature in the palms of her fertile hands. That's so expressive. Um, tulip lip emerging from a cocoon. Um, this is the life, the birth of a butterfly in, in words. He did such a beautiful job, um, Robin. Frank, wonderful job of um, reading that. Your voice just lends. Uh, Even so more to the I'm a little bit tired tonight. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I haven't been in the studio. Coming back from the studio, yeah. just worn. That's why I couldn't yeah. make. I, I, I couldn't make. Uh, I couldn't make the show, Becky. And uh, and Chris, no, over, no, Chris invited me. And you know, her show over there is about. I think it starts at ten. So that gave me enough time to yeah. refresh a bit. Uh, it's just difficult to yeah. get from one uh, podcast to the other. I'm, I'm just constantly. Getting no, I know. From one we know. I've been there. From one group to the other. <laughs> been there myself. Can you get yourself so thin, you know? They're never, they're yeah. never satisfied. I don't know. Right. But we so do thank you for coming by. And I, I thank Sawa very much. And uh, Stephen and Kay, boo, of course. I can't do it without you. And Sticky and JCA, Faye and Guy and 
And I'm Irish for Stop the bus. I want to get off. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. That's okay. Oh my God, I was sorry. gonna ask you one thing, Becky. Yes. If I can ask you one thing. Uh, yes. I'm waiting for a collab. I'm waiting for a collab with you as well. Oh, oh yeah. Frank, gotta get you on his notch, Patty Becky. Yeah. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Send me a collab, King. Yeah. Send me a message. Stop the bus. I'm going to get off. Oh my God, sorry. I don't know why. I
What do you mean it doesn't speak? Yeah, English? but they have an accent English. when they speak, but then when they, they can, when they sing, they oh, sing I like see. they don't meant. have an uh, accent. You know oh, what I mean? I, I yeah, that's know, some I kind of phenomenon, but I forget what you call it. But I, it's don't know. Pretty, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to search it now. It made me curious. I'm going to search it. Oh, yeah, I was wondering. You ever yeah, notice that? I know. It's so weird, right? Yeah, I, I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Now I get it. But um, yeah, it was a cool yeah, show. Might. I'm glad I stayed because, and you are you are you are hilarious. You make me laugh like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, boy, I, you I'm, are I'm very silly. I haven't slept really well in like a couple of days. I can so tell. So I'm like getting tell. loopy. I can. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tell. very fiery very today. Loopy. Very I'm very loopy fiery very today. Fiery. <laughs> yeah, and I'm bored too. Oh. You know. No, that's good. You, <laughs> make the show, you give you give the show flavor to this. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like to shock people too. It's kind of funny, you know. Yeah, I think that's. I love Rick's yeah, voice too. Is. Oh my God, Rick's voice is beautiful. Yeah, yeah isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. I think oh, you you've heard him read Cockblast, my poem. Oh my God, it's incredible. Yes, I heard it, and, and I heard it. In, oh, he's. I heard. Voice it, I think also he. I think he plays plays in SoundCloud. I think too. If I'm not mistaken, Dante? one of yours. I don't. Even... <coughs> oh, oh, have you heard Big Verge? Big Verge is a nice. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, all of them. My goodness. I, I wish I had Rob, voice. Wait, let's see. Listen to I, I yeah. wish I had voice. But I'm gonna go because Rob, I, I love you. My side. Okay. Yeah, let's listen oh, to this and then I'm gonna go. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. No, it's okay. Yes, we you've heard this one. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, that one. Bye. Love you. Yeah. I heard. Oh, I thought you were playing it. Okay. What happened? Oh, I thought you already heard it. I was trying to pick a different one, but no, I can't I heard see very good. Have yeah, you heard, heard this it. one? That's okay. If not, Wait, I'm we got a couple. Because I need... Yeah. <laughs> this one's good.